Um. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Hour two. On of a Tuesday, we're like a good new house for tankless here in the sportsocracy. If you're watching this on the YouTube stream, you can see a live take of what Mr. Spencer looks like right now. Wearing Man, he a, looks uh, good. It's a, he's lost weight, hasn't he? It's a nice, <laughs> nice pineapple print. Little shades. Make sure that the UV rays don't get to him. Uh, I'm Jeremy Green. He's Jake Wilson. And the intern Jake. Find him on Twitter there. Find me on Twitter at ESPN Draft Nerd. And as always, brought to you by Ingles Markets and Clarissa Sells, WNC.com. Turn WNC. I've been doing too many things okay. in this building. Yeah, you got WNC yeah, for okay. Western North Carolina, WWNC for the radio station. Now, the Paul, there's a lot, of, a lot of W's. Speaking of things that we may or may not know, mm-hmm. if you've listened to the program for a while, you know that I am the. I'm the more modern of the two hosts. You know, Tank's musical taste stopped in uh, roughly 1974. <laughs> but I'm not as 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 uh, up on the on the the things that the kids do. I mean, technically I'm a millennial, but I'm the least millennial millennial in the history of time. I believe so as well. I yeah. j- I it, they 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 irk me. There's a lot of things that irk me. So Jake and as as I as we were we were planning to do the show today, we thought you know you know it'd be fun. He came up with a game, and uh, Jake, why don't you tell folks what the game is? So we always talk about this. Like, oh, Jake, American Gladiators. Oh, Jake, uh, blah 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 blah. Guys, I'm 20 years old. Okay, he, he is 20. I, some of the stuff. I'm closer to his dad's age than I am to his, and I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I've been trying to wrap my brain around that for about a week. So there's a lot of stuff that you and I both say, and we're like, uh, what'd you say? What what, 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 was that? That? what does that mean? So I thought maybe we could play a fun little game called, tell me what this is. So we tell each other something that maybe is from our generation. It could be, you know, a person or a saying or a show or a place. Like, I didn't know what, what, what was the steakhouse called. Uh, Ryan's. Ryan's Steakhouse. Never been to one. Uh, Jake had no idea what a Ryan Steakhouse is. And you know what that means? That means his childhood did not have a day where you go to the Ryan's, you load up a salad plate with nothing but cheese, and then you go get a meatloaf and a fried chicken, and then you throw some mashed potatoes, some macaroni and cheese, and then you put gravy on top of all of it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you know why I'm hypertensive? Uh, Ryan's Steakhouse. That's, That's part of it. Man, I do need to watch some American Gladiators. Though. No doubt, oh, I, sh- I actually God. showed Tank some clip or uh, uh, Jake some clips from American Gladiators today, and he kind of looked at me like, "This is wildly entertaining." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we don't let people try to maim people on television anymore. Ralph Nader showed up and screwed that up for all of us. <laughs> well, should we just dive into the game? I, I, I believe so. Do you want to start, or would you like me to start? You know what. You start. You start. All right. I have one, and this is really going to be a baseline of where is your knowledge on the things I'm getting ready to say, because a lot of them tie back to this sound. Is That's just a landline telephone, correct? No. Is that a video game? No. Computer? 
That it is a computer. So that is the sound of a dial-up internet modem. So you, as a as a youngman, you have never had to sit down at your computer yeah. and hit log into America Online and hope that mom wasn't on the phone with a friend because if she was on the phone, your internet didn't work. And if a phone call came in, it'd probably knock you off. And then it literally took four years for any picture to come up because that sound <laughs> happened every time you logged onto your computer. Also, here's something else you mm-hmm. know. When you weren't allowed to be on the computer after 10 o'clock, do you know how hard it is to have that sound, which you could not turn down? It wasn't like a volume that came from your computer. That was the noise it made. I don't know. I can take apart and put back together every computer you've ever seen. I don't know where that sound came from. I don't know what it was, but you couldn't turn it down. So you're at the computer trying to be all like stealthy, stealth mode here late at night, which we're going to get to something in that same vein here pretty soon. And that noise comes on. You're like, man, hope mom and dad are deaf because if they're not, I'm finna get caught. That is, I, I you've never tell you. heard that sound before. All it sounded like was just like, I don't know, like a yep. phone. I, I really it's, don't it's know. It's what it was. It was your phone line dialing out. It kind of sounds like a fax machine. Okay. So, and I don't. I've never seen one of those of, in my entire life. You've never seen one? No, I've never seen, I've never seen one. Yeah, uh, we, we're through one of this, and I'm and I, and I don't like it. Well, uh, you see how uh, how you feel right now. I want to see how you feel after I ask you this. Okay. Tell me what this is. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention is you can't just be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you, you, have, you have to, to guess. You have to guess something. So tell me what this is. Hit the Quan. Uh, Hit the Quan was a rap song. Uh, I can. Uh, I can't. Rem- I don't remember who sang it. I don't know who sang it. Uh, yeah, Hit the Quan's a rap song. Hit the Hit the Quan is a rap song. It is a dance. So everybody would be like, yo, bro, hit that Quan. Hit the Quan. That was, that was a big part of my childhood. I remember dancing. That was a big part of your childhood. Yeah, I think that song came out after I was no longer uh, in school yeah. of any form. I think I was old enough to drink when that song came out. Which I, I thought it was a lot more recent than that. It, it very well might have been. Yeah. Uh, it's just I know. I'm actually, I, you know, I'm actually really happy that you know what that is. I, if I asked Tank Spencer that question, oh, though, no doubt. oh my God. He would he would have absolutely no idea. Uh, so you've got the stream pulled up over there. Yeah. All right. So on your stream, you're going to see a box uh, appear here momentarily. Nintendo 64 is a video game console. It is. But that is a specific instrument that you used with your Nintendo 64. And it says it right there. It's a rumble pack. Uh, what did the rumble pack pack do? Uh, did it vibrate? It did vibrate. That was the only way to make your Nintendo 64 console vibrate. And it took batteries and you had to plug it into the back of your Nintendo 64 controller. And it made it weigh somewhere between seven and 10 pounds. But it really amped up the realism of the game when you were playing GoldenEye. It would also make you occasionally pee in your pants when you were playing GoldenEye and you had the sound down and it would vibrate and scare the heebie-jeebies out of you at 1 o'clock in the morning. Ask me how I know. So they didn't have vibrating no. game controllers. No, no, you had to buy an accessory and it was pretty expensive from what I remember that you plugged into the back of the controller and it would make it vibrate. Was it just the next best thing? Oh, yeah. Nintendo that? 64, uh, of which, you know, you, what was the, the console when you were a kid was what? 
GameCube. Okay, that's better than I thought. I thought yeah. you were going to say PlayStation 4. I bought my own PlayStation 4, so that would have made me feel some kind of way. Yeah, no, I actually had the GameCube, um, Wii. Wii was big. Uh, all right, so I, I, I just got to ask this now since I asked the Rumble Pack question. What you know about that Sega Dreamcast? What was that? He doesn't. You don't even know that's a game console. What? The Sega Dreamcast. Second Dreamcast? Sega. Sega? Sega. Sega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Sega. I don't know. So they had a console. It was called the Dreamcast. It was was basically their their rebuttal to the N64. So when the Nintendo 64 came out, the Dreamcast came out as well. Had some of the best football games you'll ever play. Mm. Did you play Tecmo Bowl? Uh, I'm not quite that old, but yes, I, I did play, I did play, uh, Tecmo Bowl, uh, uh, a little bit, not a ton. Okay. Okay. Well, that means I'm up next. What is yeet? Uh, it's the, the noise that people make on TikTok videos that I don't really know what it means. Does it mean hitting somebody? No. No, okay, because no, 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 I've, I've no, seen no, it used no. for that. Like, yeah. that sound comes out when somebody just gets decked. Yeah. No, when you hear yeet, like... Yeah, that's yeah, how I've heard it. So yeet is kind of like a juke move. It really is. Okay. Yeah. So, it, I mean, yeah, when you hit someone, I guess, but there was this uh, famous vine back in the day. I think I was... Probably, you knew what vine was, so that's that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was still, I was still like, in sixth or seventh grade when vine was still a thing. I remember it was just one little kid. He's doing a little dance, and you just hear "yah yee," and it's just like a like you're you're juking out somebody. Uh, Hubert Quinn said, uh, "Yeet is throwing something harder than it should be." Yeah, like you can yeet something, yes, but let me. You know what? Let's settle this real quick. Hold on. All right. While you're doing that, I ha- I have another one for you. Okay. Have you ever heard the term Columbia House? What? <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, the uh, Columbia House is. Uh, it has like, nothing to do with the college. I will tell you that much. Okay, uh, maybe it is a TV studio. No, no, no. <laughs> Columbia House is not a television studio. Okay, Columbia House was a. It, it was a service that every one of us probably owe no less than ten thousand dollars. Because here's what they would do. Okay. All right, they would send these these junk mail things to your house, mm-hmm. and they would give you five free CDs. Sometimes you would have to tape like a penny to a postcard, and they would send you five free CDs. But you were basically vesting into a contract that however many CDs they gave you for free, and it ranged from five to fifty seven hundred. You would basically agree to buy that many down the line. Well, here's the thing. They didn't have the interwebs. So basically, there was a Jeremy Green, a Jimmy Green, a Jerome Green, basically every version of a J name that you can think of that lived at my house, but they didn't have my social security number. So they would send me the free CDs, and then I would go, yeet, and just, nope, Uh, I will (laughs) never pay you another dime. So Ever. We're, so we're using my word now. There you 100%. Go. That's what I love to hear. Yes. That's what I love to hear. Uh, literally, if the IRS did an audit on people that had, had signed non-enforceable contracts with Columbia House, there wouldn't be enough jails in North America to house us all. Like, every person listening to this show right now that is my age or older, we are all Columbia House felons. And anybody that tells you they're not yeah. is lying. 
Because we're all kids. We would intercept the yeah. junk flyer. Our parents aren't expecting it. Oh, I'm going to get all these CDs for a penny. And so I'm going to send this in. And then they're going to expect me to send them money. The problem is, I don't have any. So, what do we do now? Well, they send another postcard. Make up a new name! And you did it. Over and <laughs> over and over again. They actually tried to come back out with a with a vinyl like you could buy vinyls yeah. that way yeah uh and it did not last long because the business model was horribly flawed so what years was this like a thing oh i would say from the early to mid 90s until the earliest 2000s and they had these books of stamps mm-hmm. that had cds on them and you would take the stamp off and lick the back of it and put it on a card and send it to them. And they would send you the CD that was uh, attached to that stamp. But they had no enforcement of it whatsoever. And they knew that. They were just hoping that 10% of people would be stupid enough to actually go, well, I signed the contract. I should honor it. I should tell you how little CDs actually cost. All right. Next up, let's switch it over to... Some TV shows. This was one of my TV shows growing up that, oh my God, I watched it all the time. I think I was living in New Hampshire when I started watching it. Regular show. What is that? Regular show? That's the name of it? Regular show. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's Regulators because I, I feel very sure that I would know that. Uh, and I know Tank would. The Regular show. Regular uh, show. I mean, is it just a bunch of people that, that look regular? I have I've never heard of that in my life. No, that is incorrect. It was a cartoon on Cartoon Network, and it had honestly it was chaotic. It was a fever dream every single episode. So it had a blue jay named Mordecai and a little raccoon. I think his name was Rigby, and they worked at this park. And every single day on the job, some like everything just fell apart. Like one time there was an episode where. They found this old gaming system, and then it turned into, like, Satan. And then just, like, fought That's them. not regular show. No, That's no, a horribly yeah, named it, show. It, that is why it was so entertaining to everyone, because, you, obviously, it's marketing. It's called regular show. Every single episode is irregular. But let me tell you something. I couldn't stop watching the show. That should be called chaos show. Just every, <laughs> Nothing is right, and nothing is normal. Well, it was a great show. I think it ran from 2010 until 2018, so five years ago it stopped. But that was a big part of my childhood. All right, so this is this is taking a little longer than we planned because I have a I have a mess more. Yeah, but there's one more I have to get in. We may have to uh, uh, we may have to try to play this game one more time this week before Titan comes yeah. back because it's a lot more fun doing it this way. So mine is a two part question. Okay, we've talked about this on this show before. And there's actually a shirt that is attached to this that is coming out in our merch store tomorrow. It's two acronyms. And I want you to tell me what they stand for. So possibility to get two correct answers here. Okay. AIM. AIM. And ASL. I've heard ASL before, I'm pretty sure. But what does it stand for? Uh, so what was the first one? A A I M A I M. He has oh, no clue. Oh my god! Let me put it this way. Okay. So you you met my wife on Sunday. Yes. All right. Obviously, coffee's for closers because I outkicked my coverage by a mess. 
HWA is much better better looking than me. I learned virtually every every move I have to be as suave as humanly possible. I learned from AIM. This is your game. I, I, you gotta get really, something. I, okay. Uh, I, uh, and Iron Man. I really don't know. I. Okay. AIM stood for AOL Instant Messenger. AOL? America Online. I don't even know what that is. Oh, God. You know, I, I didn't need a reason to drink tonight, but I'm really glad you're <laughs> giving me one repeatedly. America Online was like the first version mm-hmm. of internet. So you had an AOL account. They would send a CD to your house. You would put the CD in your computer. It would load the software on your computer. And then you had, I I believe we paid them money. I think you had to pay AOL for your internet service, but I don't remember. Uh, and you would have, it was like, a, you had to make the really annoying noise and you would connect to their server and they would go, you've got mail when you had email. So it was almost like an app yeah. on your computer with your internet and your email and all of the other so things. So kind of like Google Chrome? Yes, but Google Chrome is a much less intrusive version yeah. of this. Okay. Uh, this was tied to your email address. You had to sign in with your password to your email account, and it basically opened up the internet to you. So with with America Online, they had chat rooms, and they had AIM. AIM was where you could talk to somebody else. It was almost like a text message on your computer. Yeah. But we didn't have cell phones back then. Mm-hmm. So if you if there was a girl in your class that you wanted to talk to, but you were weird and awkward, you could just get her screen name, and then y'all could talk all night long on AIM. And everybody had away screens and all these different things. And there's, there's a lot that goes into this. So this is like the first form of social media, kind of? Kind of, yeah. It, it was the first version of texting, for sure. And ASL was an acronym for age, sex, and location, which is how you would tell somebody if you didn't actually know who they were, how uh, old you were, what gender you were, and where you lived. Okay, I was going to guess American Sign Language. So uh, no, it's, <laughs> well, well, kind of, but that sign language was uh, only one thing oh. at all times. So it's, it's the beauty of cameras where they can't see me Love on the radio. It. Love it. So, uh, yeah, there, yeah, that's you have... Oh, my boy, I've got a lot to teach you in a very short period of time. Uh, AIM, and, and uh, that was basically the only way I got dates from about the f- sixth grade until I was probably a sophomore in high school. Wow. Because you didn't talk to each other. You're awkward like middle schoolers. So yeah. you get online and you become Rico Suave. <laughs> and you can say anything and you're funny and glib. And then yeah. you. Then you go to the movies and don't even look at each other because, well, I can't talk to you because we're sitting here together. I think it hasn't changed since today, too. I, I guarantee you, every person that is watching this show right now that is my age is laughing aggressively at this segment. And if they're not, they're sitting with somebody that they don't want to know how far down this rabbit hole they went <laughs> when they were younger. Well, that was a fun game, huh? Uh, it was, it was fantastic. And we have our first super chat of the day. Uh, I got to find the button. It's here somewhere. I got, I got to get away from the America online sound. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, it's from Curtis Davis. He said, Jeremy regular show is a show where you sit back and do some crimes that resemble a, a fungi 
and uh, let it take you for a ride. Uh, also, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I actually know what Ed, 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 yeah, Ed, like Ed, Ed and Eddie was. Eddie as well. Uh, I, I never understood why there was one that had two Ds, which uh, that doesn't double D yeah. make uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But I, I did know what that was. But the regular show thing, yeah, I've never heard of that. Well, uh, I think Curtis Davis said it correctly. That show is chaos. Uh, it's 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 it sounds about right. I gotta show you a clip. After it it sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Jake, my boy. I got a lot. I got a lot to teach you, like. Gotcha. And you sufficiently made me feel really old and let me take a, a trip down memory lane, all at the same time. That's we may have to. I've still got a handful of these. Oh, I do we too. may have to put a pin in these. We've got Asheville Police Chief. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't. Patrick, hold! I can't. I I can't discuss that on this show. Although there could be an after show sometime this week where we discuss <laughs> that. That that could be fun if we do a happy hour that's not on FCC Radio, yeah. where we can discuss things like that. But I, uh, I will give uh, Patrick Holt that and and his uh, and, and rep his Holt Brothers Barbecue brand, which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, because and he said you can talk about that. Well, but here's the thing: I I can't talk about that. See, I'm an idiot, and I need Tank to look at me and go, yes or no. <laughs> and there's no path to me doing that where it, he wouldn't have gone, no, don't do that. You're in the sportsocracy. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going uh, we're gonna to get weird. We're going to talk about Damian Lillard, and we're going to touch on the offseason files for the Chicago Bears. This is your... On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. <laughs> our our YouTube chat has been taken over by things that they want to know if, uh, Jake, do you know what this is? Uh, and we'll get to those momentarily. But first, we're going to get weird. Last week, there was a huge push. To get rid of wood-fired pizza places. Really? Apparently, it's bad for the environment, and there's a lot of people who need something to do. I didn't say that. And they just really wanted to take away things that we love. Mm -hmm. Well, now, the scientific American has gone too far because you are taking something away, or at least you want to, that is very important to me. It's led to many great things. I mean, great nights in my life. I believe it's why Girls Gone Wild is a thing. Uh, they published an article titled Climate Friendly Cocktail Recipes Go Light on Ice. Excuse and me? what they're trying to eradicate is the margarita and other frozen blender lovely concoctions that we have at nightlife establishments all over this country. What? So basically what they're saying is that the ice machines are bad for the environment and it uses so much water because you got to have 100 gallons of water to make 100 pounds of ice. Here's the thing. All right. I'll concede. Aren't you made your electric cars? I don't understand it. Uh, Jake got to, uh, was actually, he bared witness to me not understanding an electric car at all. Clarissa Hyatt Zach has a has an electric car, and I couldn't figure out why will it not turn on? It is on. No, it's not because it didn't make a noise. Okay, so I conceded to that. 
I, I gave you that. I'll give you a lot of things. Wood-fired pizza, I could care less. Deep dish pizza is better, and it just is. Okay? It, it, sorry. You give me thin crust pizza that's just a cracker with crap on it. All right? I Give me, I need bread. But you are not taking happy hour margs away from me. I just don't understand that because... You also have Starbucks. They also have a lot of ice. You have oh, and a smoothie place. And you know why? A government conspiracy. The birds. The birds only want to take things away that I enjoy. Next, it'll be domestic lights and and, and all the other things. Sports. <laughs> they already did that once. Yeah. Hey, you can take away all the things Jeremy enjoys because the government is, is a full-on conspiracy to make me unhappy. And I will not stand for it. This is reason number 714. We need mullet mayor. Well, I got a story that is, I saw the the headline and I had to do a little double take. I'm like, well, are you serious? Uh, Pink. Do you know Pink, the singer? Yes. Yeah. So she was performing the other day in London. She was singing a great song. You know, the fans were digging it. Fans were throwing gifts on the stage for her. But there was one gift that sparked a different reaction from Pink. Pink I can't wait to hear what this Pink is. Pink stunned after fan throws mother's ashes on stage. Nope. Out. Seacrest out in the concert. Yeah. I'm going home and I have to bathe myself in holy water. Pink Pink asks the fan, is this your mom? She continues, I don't know how I feel about this. Who would feel good about this? So people are weird about ashes. That's just, that is something that I have determined Mm -hmm. over the years. uh, And and I'll tell you why. It was a story that happened. uh, It was not long after I came here. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the first times that I had like pretty good access to an athletic event. And uh, Matt, the the best man for my wedding, uh, we'd gone down to Atlanta to see the Jets and the the Falcons. They were playing preseason. And... This is a turf field, all right. So it's not grass. There, it's open air, but it never rains on this field. Yeah. It's one of those that they take out the back door and they let it get sun. And so we randomly saw somebody walking on the field, and none of us could figure out what they were doing. And they literally were walking around like a flower girl, throwing flowers. The only thing we ever figured out is because the only thing that makes any sense. They did not work with the Falcons, but they had a they had one of those lanyard credentials. The only thing I can figure is that they were throwing the ashes of a loved one on the field. Mm-hmm. G- don't do that, okay? No. That's that's weird. I mean, and look, I'm one of those. I am on record. Uh, if you cremate me, when I, I will haunt all of you. All right, mm-hmm. I have a platform. I have a show. I will haunt all of you. <laughs> and anybody that's ever listened and heard me say that, I feel like when the big man's going to tell me, so I know. Who to haunt because you allowed it to happen. But people are weird with their uh, with, with ashes. I just, I couldn't imagine performing and then someone just like no! their mother's ashes. Like No. Just, well, why can we not just have the urn or take, you know what, take it to the mountains or to Fiji. Yeah. Don't, don't have human remains around people. I, I, you know, now that I think about it, yes, maybe her mom was a big pink fan or something. So no, I, I understand why you did it. But it's still, just... come on now. All, All right. I can think about is that one scene from Grown Ups where they're they're throwing the coach's ashes, and then, uh, you know, big guy eats the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh yeah, bad. Stuff. It's yeah. bad. 
uh, 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 before we go to break, I have to tell this story. Uh, so I have long been a proponent of our, our, our postal people because I am, I, I am a former mm-hmm. postal worker. And so I will use this opportunity to say, always be nice to your postal person. They work much harder than you think. And they know things about you that you don't know they know because they have access to all your mail. They don't mean to know it. They just do. But be nice to these people. So when I worked for the Postal Service, I got a footlocker from uh, overseas. It was, yeah. a, it was a kid in the military. Uh, he had passed away, unfortunately. They sent back uh, the footlocker. And on the, the locker, there was a sticker that said human remains inside. And this is how stupid Jeremy is. I didn't think about that could be a, that could be an urn. I thought there was a body in that box because it was incredibly heavy. I have never been so mortified in my life. I almost quit my job three times that day until somebody finally came to me and went, are you stupid? Like, like genuinely, are you stupid? Like, think about this. Make this make sense to me that you're not getting to earn here. And I went, well, okay. I, that, yes, that makes far more sense. It still freaked me out. And that's, it did. That's, all, that's actually the last time I cried in public. I, I don't do oh I don't do gosh. I don't do blood and, and like you bleed either. you die I'd be the worst doctor ever. You come into my ER bleeding they dead. Like I <laughs> it was a paper cut. Yep. Worst bleeding death I've ever seen. Kept asking me to sew it up. And I had the needle in my hand and I refused. Oh so my gosh. It it didn't go well for him. We got a couple uh I'm your uh, one from Curtis Davis. He said, uh don't know if we still do torture tickets. We do. And those will be coming back in very short order. We actually have one existing right now with uh, between Jake and I. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I he's, that he's, I did he's that got to dye his mustache blonde. If uh, if not when, but if I lose against you in Madden. See, I understand your I understand you're confident, but you still haven't seen me play. It's true. Yeah, uh, yeah I've seen thousands upon thousands of others play, and unless you're at the top one percent of that, I like my chances. <laughs> uh and if I lose, I have to get the tattoo of uh, Maxie the Miner with mm-hmm. the with the the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. Uh, so the perfect one would be to drink a regular show Mississippi Queen, and he said show that to me. And then GG Gambling asked Jake, "What is ICQ?" Uh, what? ICQ, and it's not Insane Clown uh, Quartet. Uh, international. I don't actually know what it stands for. International Concacaf qualifier. I don't uh, know. no, it is it's not, not soccer. No, it was in the same. Uh, it was kind of like AIM. It was. It was a more nefarious version of AIM. Well, it looks like I'm gonna have to look. At I that never actually. Break. I personally never used that one, but I, I know loosely what it was. I'm probably have to look at that. A hundred percent. I think it's a formidable idea. Speaking of the break. We got to pay some bills, tell you about our lovely sponsors. And after the break, we'll talk about Damian Lillard. Apparently, he's not committed to being out of Portland. And I fully believe that that's a fool's errand. You're in the Sportsocracy 92.9 ESPN Radio Asheville, brought to you by Ingles Markets and Clarissa Sales, WNC.com. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. You're back in the sportsocracy, 92.9, 880, and 1400 ESPN Radio Asheville. You got me, the ESPN draft nerd, Jeremy Green, and the intern, Jake. He's like the Ohio State University, <laughs> Jake Wilson. 
Damian Lillard met with the, the brass of the Portland Trailblazers, and according to ESPN's Brian Windhorst, did not officially ask for a trade. I don't really know what to do with that. So he didn't affi- so he didn't say you have to trade me. I don't think he wants to leave Portland. I don't think so either. But I also don't understand how this roster fits together in the least. No. So you got four guards that do one thing. Score. Mm-hmm. So then you got Damian Lillard, Scoot Henderson, who just drafted number three overall, Anthony Simons, who you paid a few years ago, and Shaden Sharp, who might be the best young player on the team. None of them could defend the chair I'm sitting in. Not a single yeah. one of them can play a lick of defense. And I feel like Damian Lillard, I, I've gotten to the point with Lillard that I feel like this is the relationship that has it, it sailed its course, but you just don't want to give up. You, you love each other. You don't necessarily like each other. And you're thinking that a vacation or a, a, a new car or, God forbid, a baby is going to make this better. And, and according to some reports that have been floating around the interwebs, his ideal offseason – is that they bring back Jeremy Grant and they go chase Draymond Green, who every indication is that he's going back to Golden State for a very sizable, probably three-year deal. 100%. Okay, so let's just say that happened. Let's just, let me play devil's advocate here. Let's say he gets everything he wants and you somehow get Draymond and you've got Nurkic and and Grant and then four score first guards. Where's that finish in the West? Maybe a play-in. I think it would definitively get in the play-in if Damian's healthy. Yeah. Because one to seven, you're probably the sixth best team in the West. Yeah. You're going to go in and get annihilated by the Suns. Those are so young right now. You're going to get annihilated by the Warriors. You're going to get annihilated by your 2023 (laughs) NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. And so I get to the point, and this is the question that I want to ask you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have come up in a different age of sports. Yeah. You don't remember Patrick Ewing as a Seattle Seahawks, as a Seattle Seahawks, supersonic. Supersonic. I was going to call them the Seasonics for some reason. That's a really (laughs) hard word to say. You don't remember that. No. I I grew up a Knicks fan. So I remember when Patrick Ewing got traded, it was a very dark day Mm -hmm. for a very, it was a very dark franchise. He had sailed his course. He was really old. I think he was 37 years old by the time they traded him. So is it better to go down with the ship with the franchise that you know and be known as the great? He would be the greatest player in Portland Trailblazer history. Yeah. I'm not sure that he's not already that because Clyde ref- left about this time to go to, to Houston. Mm-hmm. Now, Clyde brought some better success. He went to a finals. Uh, it, so it's it's a little different. It's not apples to, to apples. It's more apples to tangerines. But would it be better for his legacy to stay in Portland probably get, this, get in as a six seed two times in the next handful of years before the, the skills atrophy and he's no longer the player that he was? Or do you want to see him move on to a to a New York? Which that one, neither, a New York, neither of the New York teams really fit to me. I think They don't make any sense. I think it's a win-win for Damian Lillard, honestly. You to stay or go? Both. It's a win-win situation. You I don't understand go. the win of staying. I think that when you stay... Again, you said you cement yourself as the best player in Portland Trailblazers history. And also, when I see a guy stick out with the team, they earn my respect, 100%. And I get get that. Yeah. But is he not going to have that anyway? He's had chances to leave for years. He's put everything 
into this team? Does he not deserve the chance to go win somewhere? How about this? And I mean, and I don't even know. All right, the the Miami Heat trade that floated out there mm-hmm. with Hero, Duncan Robinson, Nikolajovic. Um, there was another piece in that I can't remember who it was. Maybe Caleb Martin. Jaime Hawkins, maybe. Jaime Hawkins, yeah. and then some picks. Yeah. All right, that gives you Butler, that gives you Lillard, that gives you Bam Adebayo, and not much else. Yeah. It's basically Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, if you can bring them back. Yeah. I don't know that that's a title team. I don't think it's a title team. He doesn't fit in New York because he doesn't play defense, and him and, and, and Thibodeau are going to butt heads forever. I can't imagine he's going to leave Portland to go play with Mikhail Bridges, no matter what people think about him. Yes, he's a good player. I understand that. But this this narrative that he's a top 15 player in the league is stupid. But if there is a if there's a spot out there, does do we not want to see him on the backside of his career playing in games that matter? No, I, I totally agree. But again, like you look at a player who sticks out with their team, you're like, oh my gosh, like, this guy's legit. You think about Matt Ryan. Now you have a sour taste in your mouth just because of last year with the Colts. But that wasn't his sour taste. Atlanta was done. Atlanta was, it was over. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is a business, and I feel like I, I feel like there are really very few happy endings mm-hmm. in sports at this point. The, the, basically, the sport has made it to where that's not going to happen. The collective bargaining agreements and the salary caps and all those things have made this to where that's not going to happen. So you're probably going to have a second act somewhere. And your Matt Ryan example is very apropos. Matt Ryan would have stuck it out in Atlanta forever. Fact or fiction? Say it again? Matt Ryan would have stuck it out in Atlanta forever. I think he would. They moved him. They moved off Matt Ryan. But I I don't know. I thought I heard reports that he wanted to go somewhere. And. It's kind of at like the, the end Philip of the River day. It, well. He had he had worn out his welcome in Atlanta, yeah, because they knew this team is not good enough to win no with what he is providing us. Yeah, we're going to give him a shot to, and maybe it was him. Maybe he was the impetus. I do not see it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta was ready to move on. It's a new regime. He doesn't really fit in this Arthur Smith offense. But you do think about Indianapolis because he played a year too long. Yeah. Damian Lillard's still in the prime of what he is. Yeah, he's he's never been, he's never been a good defender. He's never gonna be a good defender. He's a liability as a defender, actually. But he's still a really good player. Mm-hmm. And I just want I want him to have the ability to to play in a game that matters before he goes out. I mean, he's played in terms of playoff series that he's ever played in that I can even remember. I don't need all five fingers on one hand to tell you a series that I even remember. And this guy's been the best. Trooper, the best warrior. They're going to build statues of him no matter what he does. Definitely. If he goes to him right now and goes, "Look, you got three young guards. You build around uh, around Scoot. You build around Shaden Sharp. Anthony Simons is a really expensive sixth six man off the bench. That can work. Mm-hmm. You can build that team. It's fine. The high side on this is Dame Lillard wastes the last years of his career chasing a legacy that I think he's already got. And to me, that would be incredibly unfortunate." I think he's a great player. He's a fun player to watch. I'm just not sure that history is going to be as kind to him if he doesn't have that second act somewhere else, and this is his chance to do it. You're in the sportsocracy with me, the ESPN draft nerd, and him, the intern Jake. We'll be right back with the Chicago Bears offseason files. This is the sportsocracy. The ceiling is through. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. 
in back in the sports soccer scene here. 92.9, 880, and 1400. Brought to you as always by Ingles Markets. Live from the Ingles Studios here at Lovely Radio Ranch and ClarissaSellsWNC.com. I am the ESPN draft nerd, Jeremy Green. He is the intern, Jake. Off-season files for the Chicago Bears. I'm getting ready to say something I never thought I would ever say out loud in my entire life. Let's hear it. The Chicago Bears could make the playoffs in 2023, and it would shock me in the least. Oh, yeah, me neither. Their schedule is poopy. I mean, almost hard to comprehend how are you not going to win nine games. And look, I'm not backing off anything I've said about Justin Fields. He is a dynamic runner. Mm Mm-hmm. He has a arm. No adjective. <laughs> but you hear the reports out of camp about the relationship with DJ Moore. You look at all the things they added on the defense. This was not an NFL football team last year. It wasn't. And, and that's not me being spicy. That's not me being a jerk about the Bills yeah. or, or the Bears, excuse me. This was not a roster that deserved to be called an NFL football team. Do you think they won the offseason? I'm not going to say they won it. I think they did a very, very good job. I think so as well. Finding a way to move off one the way that they did Mm -hmm. was incredibly impressive. Getting the future first-rounder from Carolina, moving back, still getting the guy they wanted, uh, and even moving down, still getting the guy that they wanted. And Darnell Wright. I'm looking at the line going, okay, what you got last year in Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins sliding to the inside, uh, Darnell Wright, who I think is going to start on the right side. It, it may take a little bit, but I think he's going to play on the right side very early. And, and then Nate the weapons. I, I, and I like Nate Davis. Yep. Cody Whitehair probably probably playing center. Mm-hmm. I like what you're doing. It all, for me, comes back to the quarterback. Because your division looks like Olympus is falling. Uh, the Green Bay Packers no longer have Aaron Rodgers. The Minnesota Vikings are selling everything that's not strapped down to the floor. And... The only thing that anybody can really have belief in is the Detroit Lions, who will scoreboard says you probably shouldn't be just blindly believing this the way that you are. Not saying it won't happen. I love Dan Campbell, love uh, Ben Johnson, love Aaron Glenn. It's still the Lions. So You're that's not, not the, that's not the not layup that everybody's making it. I heard Dan Orlowski say the same thing this morning. This is not the layup that you're trying to make it out to be. Do I think the Bears are winning this division? No, I don't. And my biggest question is, what is your offense going to look like? Because to me, what you did last year was out of necessity. Mm. And I'll give you, and people will say, oh, but he ran for more yards than any quarterback. I don't care. I don't care. Scoreboard says that ain't going to win in this league when you come up against the Pat Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the on and on and on of the league. You're not going to beat me by, by running the veer. So here's my question. Can Justin Fields keep an element of that and grow the way that Lamar Jackson did? I think so. Can he be as good as we have seen Lamar Jackson outside of the MVP year? He'll never be an MVP in this league. I'm borderline willing to stake my reputation on that. I think we can see a, a great jump next year for Justin Fields. I don't think that he will get to Lamar Jackson. But again, you look at the weapons, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, you know, Darnell Mooney, and they drafted Valus Jones last year, so he could I'm, break out. I'm good with the weapons. Yeah. I'm to the point, and you didn't even mention Cole Komet. Yeah. I think Khalil Herbert's going to be a dog this year. 
I think you have all of the pieces. I'm not sure your defense is where you need it to be. Mm-hmm. I, to me, you've drafted fine. But they have to loose. Yeah. He, I might he, be a little biased. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say you're a cult guy. He was your guy. Yeah. He means squat to yeah. me. And I, look, I have a longstanding belief. I wouldn't hire a defensive head coach in the, in the NFL at this point. I don't care who it is. No, me neither. I love D'Amico Ryan's. No way. Mm-mm. I'll let somebody else do it. I think he'll be a great coach in Houston. I think it greatly limits your your ceiling. Well, you're talking about their defense. They obviously their biggest free agent signings this offseason was TJ Edwards from the Eagles and Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills. I feel like that helps their defense out quite a bit. And the only thing I'm going to say to that is this two off ball linebackers. All right, these are two posi- these are two guys playing a position in the NFL that's it's not quite as devalued as running back, but it's pretty close. It's the running back of the defense. And and I like both of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out where exactly is your pass rush going to come from because you don't have a lot that, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy there. I mean, you got a couple guys. You know, I, I, I like Demarcus Walker. I, I don't think I've ever looked at an NFL team and said, that's the best pass rusher on your team. You're going to be just hunky-dunky. <laughs> like is it untoward to say that this team could go 8-9, nine, 9-8? Nine I don't think so. No, that, I mean when I predicted the season the other day, I had them going nine and eight and taking the seventh seed in the NFC. The schedule's got a lot of uh, Green Bay early before the defense comes together, Tampa Bay that I don't believe in at all, the Vikings who seem to be in a complete lose now mode, the Broncos. There's a lot of that early, and if you get a little momentum with an offense that's really hard to deal with because it's something you don't see very often, I don't think it's untoward to think that this Bears team could take a huge jump ahead. And they're one of my favorite teams in the NFL to bet their futures at at over six and a half wins. So, I think some places has gone up to seven and a half, and I don't. I'm not even sure I care about that. So I want to ask you: If I was going to take future on Chicago Bears making the playoffs, I don't know that I can go making the playoffs, but in the NFC, it's worth a dart throw. I'll take their win total, and I think I'll take it all the way to the bank. Uh, and yes, that's me, the the designated bear hater, saying that the Bears are on the right track. And it's, but it all begins and ends with Justin Fields. You're in the sportsocracy. Happy hour up next. Daily draft. First time just me and Jake. Coming up next. This is your exergen temp.